When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast. Brought to you by Wales Online. Hello and welcome to Blakey's Boot Room, the number one Cardiff City podcast from Wales Online, brought to you in association with Giovanni's. Cardiff City have a win on the board and we're delighted to discuss it on this week's podcast. I'm Dominic Booth, joined as always by Nathan Blake. Good afternoon, And Dominic. Paul Abandonato, of course. Happy Bluebirds, everyone. So, a win against Fulham, 4-2, lots of goals, lots of optimism all of a sudden. Uh, Blakey, do you share that optimism or are we a long way to go? I'm a bit more cautious, Dom, I have to say. Um... I think anyone who's tuned into the boot room in the past years will know that I always say I never get too high in a in a win or too down in a run of defeats because eventually it will turn and it's about you know when it does turn how you apply yourself after that so Cardiff have picked up their their first win they've got that monkey off their back so to speak of now like I said a few weeks ago, went from having scored in the Premier League to now haven't won, haven't won in the Premier League, so they've got rid of both those tags. So it's now just about, you know, can you survive? And I'm I'm sure um, that is that that's got to be the key because I felt up until Saturday's game, I felt the rhetoric and and, and what was being said. I felt we were kind of managing relegation, if you will. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There was there was already a, like an acceptance, and you know, and that's listen. If that's if that's your plan, no problem. Um, but I just always looking for the best of rather than um, mediocrity, if you like, or you know, yes. Fans have said, "Oh, you can, you know, pay off our, well, our debt to Vincent Tan and blah 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 blah." And I, I think, yeah, great, but I still think at the same time as you're doing that, you still need to be progressing. You've got to be competitive, is what you're saying. Uh, you, you, well, you need to be competitive, but you've got to be progressing. You know, especially if you want to give yourself a chance of staying in this league. And and after Saturday's result, yeah, more positive, definitely, because uh, Fulham were pretty poor, I thought. Well, people, yeah, I was going to, to say, Paul, people will say Fulham's defence was poor, I think, for all Callum Chambers. Sorry, can, still I just say, can I just say, Fulham were poor, but Cardiff did outrun them, did outfight them. Exactly, did yeah. out, So they were made to look that way, you know, they, they, they weren't, they're not poor players, they were just... I think what dominated the, the rhetoric after the game for many uh, national publications and pundits was that Fulham, was, Fulham were poor rather than Cardiff being good, and I was going to say... The performances Cardiff people, very good. people like Josh Murphy, Bobby Reed, Camarasa in particular, you know, they I think were individuals. You, I, doing think, well, I think you they? go across one to eleven, Don. Yeah, that's what I think. The difference in recent weeks has been 
in recent weeks you've been able to pick out four or five individual performances or one or two individual performances in almost every defeat or every draw and you'd be able to say but you go Etheridge the save he makes uh, um, I think 3-2 yep. unbelievable uh, I think Manga uh, has been arguably our best player this season he was very good Saul and Morrison totally handled the big man up front thought they were very good yeah, so you can go through the whole team. Goodison coming back, thought he was very good. You know, Murphy very good. You know, ev- everyone one to eleven. I thought they played a really good game, and the subs made an impact. Paul, who stood out for you though? If we're, if we're going to pick out individuals, it's okay for me to have a word now. <laughs> I was going to come on to you and then Frankie made another point. Paul is here, I've by actually, the way. I've actually had an email from somebody saying, "Love the show." keep up the brilliant work blah 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 and make sure you keep up the banter so mm. I don't know if that qualifies as banter I thought that was pretty sharp for you <laughs> if we're going to keep up banter we might have to kick you off Paul um, <laughs> Aaron, I'm joking of course uh, well the, the obvious Camarasa the more I see him the more I think he's too good to be a Cardiff player though it pains me to say that wonderful footballer Murphy had a brilliant first half hour I thought he faded a little bit then yeah he did but, yeah um but brilliant, brilliant first half hour, and in and in many ways, almost won the game for Cardiff in that first half hour because he set the tone uh, in that respect. Um, Bobby Reed, very, very impressive. But for me, the standout player was Aaron Gunnison. I thought his right now. I know it's easy. For people say, "Well, you and Blakey always say that midfield needed changing," and they were playing an awful Fulham team. But I just thought Gunnison changed the dynamics of the side um, in terms of getting the team into certain positions and driving forward himself with the ball Blakey witness the third goal mm-hmm. where he's actually got the ball out on centre field towards the left and I don't know he just sees a, a gap and he, he drives past your hands and he drives further forward feeds it out to the right and, and it's crossed yes, then it's Pat- Patterson yeah. managed to I think it was to Manga wasn't it and mm-hmm. then it comes across and Patterson sneaks in um, he, he was so sharp. He was so he was so yeah. on it in the fifty fifties, which you don't maybe expect from a I, player coming back from injury. I think I think that Gunnison gets a lot of unfair criticism from Cardiff fans, right? Who say Does that, he? I, yeah, see, I, don't, I don't know. They, they, I get it quite a bit. You know okay. that he's passed it. Uh, we haven't seen it for two years. He's not the Gunnison he used to be. All that sort of thing, okay. Blakey. But and to be fair, we haven't seen it consistently over a period of time because he's been injured. injured yeah, but. He's not being put out to pasture yet, is he? I think he's 29 years of age. In many ways, he should be in the prime of his career. And Cardiff could benefit from that in the Premier League, I'd I, say. I couldn't and I thought, And I thought the blend was brilliant. I thought him, Arta and Camarasa. I don't know, there was just a... Well, I thought, I thought, I thought it was the, the, the four, and I've said... The four being who? Um, those three. You, you had those three and then Murphy on the left. Right, okay. right. Yeah. But the difference in this game, and I think we've made this point so many times, or no, I have, definitely, was Murphy, uh, not Murphy, sorry, uh, Reed, done so much work defensively. Mm. If you watch that game again, right, you wouldn't be able to tell whether Reed was an attacking midfielder or just a straight out number 10. Because he was often either back in midfield sometimes even back towards his own mate in the well, box it's funny you should say that because Cardiff had a corner of free kick mm. the ball broke away and 
I can't remember which Fulham player was almost clean through. Mm. Reed was the furthest. Yeah, Reed was oh, the mid- long ball over the top. Yeah, and there was a player and Reed through. had sprinted to and, get back, and, and, and he's in the middle. It. Yeah, he took a touch out of the air. Fulham were going two 0 up here. Yeah, and suddenly. This Cardiff player got back and nicked the ball off him. And it's Bobby Reed. It was, but he was on the run anyway. He had spotted the danger, or he had felt that it was going to be some like, sort of danger. It's like a sixty-yard running, mate. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, for me, that that is, you've got to have that energy and legs of being able to get forward and get back. So he is like the prime suspect, if you like, because he's so energetic. And but he's a I, former central midfielder. Yeah, I thought him him dropping into midfield was so key. Because what it done was, I think it's a uh, uh, number eight he played. Um, Johansson. Johansson. Uh, he's so, so you know, he dictate likes to dictate, yeah. dictate, dictate. He's a strike hard. Boxing day. He did, you know. and I don't think he was allowed to because he was. If you look, Reed was always goal side of him, or nine times out of ten. And there was a couple of times where what they would do is their three midfielders were trying to rotate. So Johansson would sometimes be the deepest and then play a ball, but he would end up trying to get beyond Cardiff's midfield to pick the ball up the run at their back four. But Goodison was able to drop because Reed was dropping in. Do you know what I mean? Or Camarasa was able to drop or the central midfielders were able to drop beyond the fuller midfield and and stop that like slide roll pass in between them. Because Reed now was coming in and picking up their deep in line midfielder, whoever that was, McDonald. I in, think, wasn't uh, it? Sometimes McDonald. Sometimes Seri. Sometimes well. Seri, and sometimes um, Johansson. Yeah, Hansen. So I thought it was. I thought tactically, as probably the best performance I've seen Cardiff play. I, I, I think they give themselves a chance if they're going to play two men midfield with a with a dynamic person in there who can get forward into the box, which is ideal. I think. Because we were talking, if you remember, Patterson doing that. Yeah. Yeah, because he can do that shift defensively as well. Yeah. But Reed is more dynamic than Patterson. Yeah. And probably you'd say more skillful. Better on the as ball, well. certainly. So for me, he, he, I thought he was brilliant. And the relief he showed in his celebration was, was yeah. I think it showed what showed the fans just what it means to him yeah. to, to be playing and having this opportunity at Premier League level. And we've had an email, we have to bring it up, Blakey. Mm about Callum Patterson in the number nine role somebody emailing in saying it can work it showed flickers against Spurs oh, I think we, we didn't we, we, we've had more than one email saying this yeah we, we, we've had well, Blakey you, you, you were of the opinion in the previous podcast that Patterson wasn't a number nine option well he's not it's like, he's an option but he's not a number nine but it, he was, was proven that he can at least be effective in that okay role. for one game yeah two games okay you can, you can jump and fight and battle Against Fulham, who got a similar record to Cardiff, but okay. Well, against, yeah. against Spurs, okay, one flick ons. But this game has got to be more about more than putting someone. Up. You could put Saul Bamber up front to make flick ons, yeah. And yes, you put Saul Bamber up front. He's going to be physical and be able to hold up the ball from time to time and bring people into play. My point is, if you're looking to get into a situation of safety in the Premier League. Without a striker, then you're gonna have, you're you're struggling right from the get go. Simple as that. And I don't think I, I would I would say to anybody who wants to say, oh, he's look, he's proved he can do it. He's proved nothing. He's played one good game, two good games up front. That's that's 
that that's not proof of anything. Is it, is it more credit then to, to Neil Warnock? Because the striking position up until this game, you could argue, has been a huge problem. Well, it's still a huge Neil, problem. Well, Neil Warnock found someone a, who at least a, can do this, it. This is the problem we're having right now. Is that people have jumped on the get carried away train? <laughs> just like it's you a are. Premier League win, Blakey. Okay, a win, a win. Right. So what happens in three months' time when Callum Patterson, let's say hypothetically speaking, has still got one goal and Cardiff at the bottom of the league? Are we going to then be saying why well, he should never play up front again? Do you know what I mean? I, I just look at it more subjectively, if you like. I, I look at it and say. Yeah, of course he can do a job. I I was told by Phil, our Phil, our old um, former colleague, yeah. former colleague Phil Smith. Yeah, I was told by Phil he can play number nine, uh, right midfield, right back, but predominantly seen as a right back. Phil told me that before he came from Scotland. And Neil Warnock told us that he's never going to play right back because he can't defend. So right, so you've got different opinions there, right? And then we spoke to Saul Bamber and said, in fairness, you're not a Right back. Yeah. Right. So, is he an out-and-out striker? I don't think anyone would say that. Actually, I, does he make runs for a striker that a striker would make? No. But if you want someone who's going to go up and be physical and put themselves about, he can do it. See, that, I, I, that that doesn't give you. Do you understand what you I'll your great I want more so. than that. Yeah. I want. I want. I want. We're in the Premier League, mate. I'm yeah. happy to bow to your great knowledge. Obviously, you played striker. No, please, it's just opinion. My opinion is that I think the striker is the best place for Callum Patterson. I genuinely do, because I don't think, he, like you say, other players are more dynamic to play in the midfield. I think Reed, Camarasa, Arta, much, much better midfielders than, than Patterson, in my opinion. The one thing that Patterson can offer is strength, is height, aerial ability, work rate, and all those attributes work best in the, in the striking position for me. Mm. Feel free to disagree, but Paul, I know I know Paul. You've you've got strong opinions on this too. Well, would you, would you I, I have not not as strong as you two. Would you I prefer him in the number? Would you prefer him in the number nine of this season or the number ten of last season? Number nine this season. After two games, I think you, I after two I games. doubted him as a number ten last season because you can't have a number ten who plays like that. He's he's a physical player. It's not his strength. He's not a number ten. A number ten is. You know, a David Silver, a creative player, a Juan Mata, a, a creative player is the word you're looking at. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, Callum I, Patterson is not a number I would, ten. I would, I would agree with that. But what he was was a very astute at arriving in the box and getting goals. Now there are number tens who create a world of chances and rarely score, or there are number tens who got this timing, arrival in the box, who score a hat full of goals. Like Deli Ali. And are not Deli so Ali, creative. Deli Ali's a perfect, like who Dom loves. Deli right. Ali's an example of that. Deli Ali's not a proper flair cam, mm. but he's like David Platt previously. Correct. They've just got this knack of getting into the box. Frank Lampard. And scoring goals. Lampard's another example. Yeah. I think Lampard had a little bit more to his yeah, yeah, individual he was game at that. Yeah, I take your point right, in that I think. But I think Deli Ali's a lot more skillful on the ball than Callum Patterson. Yeah, yeah. alright, we're just making analogies here though. Yeah. We're not, we're not, well, what we're what not, I'm saying about Patterson is where is the best place for Cardiff City to use I don't think anyone knows. I, don't, I, I, I wouldn't say there is a best position. I think you just have to say he's a utility player. And he's, he's, he's capable and got the ability to play in several positions very, very well. But would I look at Callum and say, right, you're on the number nine now for the season... 
Well, I'm not saying that for a, a moment. A week ago, we were saying we're desperate for a number nine. So after one performance now, people are saying, oh, look, Blake, you were wrong about that. <laughs> really? Is that where we are now? As you always say, Blake, you gave him opinions. That's what you always Absolutely, say. Absolutely, and you're entitled to him. I will never have a go at anyone's opinion. That's just the way it is. You're entitled to your opinion as much as I am. And it doesn't matter. I played a game and you didn't. I still respect your opinion as much as anybody else's. It makes absolutely no difference. But the flip-flopping for me is what I, I struggle with. Hey, it's a social media age, Blake. I suppose so. Flip-flopping. I don't do social media. I'm old, didn't I? You know I mean? As you can, can see I, by the creative beard. Can beer. I have a word about Patterson? Um, I have several. I, oh, I won't have several because Blakey's covered it brilliantly, I think. Um, as have you, Dom. Both of you. Mm. This is brilliant. Mm. Yeah. Don't need me on this show listening to you two today. <laughs> um, what would I say about Patterson? I did say last week that I was surprised at how he troubled Alderweire and Sanchez at Wembley. I think that was the element of surprise that did that, because yeah, they weren't expecting it. Mm. And I think, I know the Premier League is all about. Um, is all about, um, you know, modern day football, they have all these analysts and you're supposed to know everything about every player you're playing against. But I still think there might be an element of surprise even against Van Dijk this weekend mm. from Patterson, right? Because mm. they're not used in the Premier League to that sort of centre forward who mm. hassles and harries and, you know, isn't the most aesthetic footballer. I think we can all agree, but just has a little bit of a, I don't know if dynamism is the right word, but he just has a robustness to his name. He's almost like an old-fashioned centre-forward almost. Mm, in sure. a way he was going and challenging Bettinelli and things like that. Tim Reeves but, probably still got the bruises, hasn't he, I will, for the weekend? I will say this, that Ken, Ken Zahor was having a Ken. long long chat with Kevin Blackwell. Ken, Zahor was coming on, 53 minutes, yeah? Mm. He was having a long chat with Blackwell. So one presumes Patterson was going to make way. And he was worn up on that touchline for about five, ten minutes. And Patterson just did something. I can't remember what it was. He did something quite dynamic in the side and it sort of galvanised Cardiff again. Then Patterson scored and Ken was continued to warm up. He warmed up Blakey for over half an hour up and down that touchline, right? <laughs> I was watching it. Ken watch. Over <laughs> half an hour up and down that touchline. In the thing. end, the final substitution was made. <laughs> and at that point, Ken just went and sat down, you know? Mm -hmm. So it does seem that he, at 2-2, Warnock's game plan was to bring Zahor on for Patterson. Yeah. Unless it was to take off Reed and drop Patterson into the 10 roll. I don't, you know, we yeah, don't know yeah, for certain. Yeah. But, um, but if Ken was coming on, Ken was going to play centre-forward. He wasn't going to play on the wing. Yeah. All right. So clearly there is still that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Can I give you an analogy of, of um, Patterson? Yes. So who I would say I would liken him to, but don't get twisted, this player was a quality skill player as well, is the late Gary Speed. Gary Speed is probably the best player I'd ever played with or seen, apart from Lampard, of arriving in the box almost like you'd arrive on time with your ticket to score a goal. It was unbelievable. Speeds was brilliant at it, right? And Callum Patterson, but Speeds, Speeds could play left-back, as he did. He could play centre-back. He could play left-wing. He could play centre-mid. He could play a holding mid. He could play number 10 mid. And I'm sure he could play centre-forward if he wanted to. You, you get players who can play, I've, I've done it myself, Right-back for Cardiff, centre-back for Cardiff, left-back for Cardiff, centre-mid for Cardiff, right-mid, left-mid, centre-forward. You get players who can play several different positions. I eventually became moulded into a centre-forward, but I was never a centre-forward. So what I'm saying is, Patterson, Callum 
whilst we all, yes, you can play centre forward. If you're going to be a, an out and out top centre forward, you need to have more to your game, especially in the Premier League. Even the Championship, I would say, over a course over a period of time, maybe 15 games is probably the max I would be looking to play someone like Callum Patterson as a striker, because I know he's not got the other attributes I need. He's not going to get it, pin it, spin, or he's not going to drop it off and spin in behind someone doing for pace. He's not going to make a clever little diagonal running behind the centre-back when his head's turned. These are things you learn and pick up. You know, when you're training internationally and you've got someone like Ian Rush and you're watching Rush you make these little darting moves and stuff, and he's telling you, oh, yeah, don't ever blast it when you're here or there and where you put it, a keeper, because the keeper can't reach it around by the side of his feet and things like that. They're all things that you pick up, yeah, in the job as you go along. And for me, I think he done... I'm not going to... I'd be a fool to sit here and say he didn't do well. And he's not playing well over the last couple of games. But it's just a couple of games. I still think if anyone out there... Okay, here's the question we'll pose. In January, if Neil Warnock's got the opportunity to sign a centre forward, would you sign him or would you say no, uh, we'll keep Patterson? Absolutely sign him. Absolutely okay. sign him. And I, I only say that Patterson is doing a job is being effective as a stopgap, mm. like you say. But it may be a it may be a stopgap for ten games because January's a long way away. Yeah, I think it will be. I think I think what you can say about Callum is he's played better than it than well, anyone else. Well, Reed, I think has played well. I think he's been unlucky, Reed. If I'm totally honest, but Warnock I think doesn't Ward's consider injured. Reed a number nine, does he? Really? No, he, he's where he. I thought where he played on Saturday was perfect. Yeah. Right, and. I would say Patterson is probably the turn the person Warnock's turned to as a SOS. Yeah. Right? He helped him out last season. And he did massively, right? And he he found a position for him last season and he's kind of like saying, okay, well, at this moment in time, you're more effective than my centre-forwards. So you're going to play. Patterson's flown in with his cape on and, uh, and saving the day. Yeah, but you know. But the point you were making last week was that if you were the centre forwards on the bus, you'd be embarrassed. I'd be, I'd you'd be, be gutted. I'd right be back. absolutely gutted thinking that a utility player, if I'm Kenneth Sahor, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed because he's playing in front of me. I'm embarrassed. Me, I'm embarrassed myself. Yeah, I'm not embarrassed that Callum's in front no. of me. I'm embarrassed that You're me, an out-and-out striker, is being upstaged by someone who is yeah. a utility player, yeah. effectively. Yeah. That's the embarrassment. Personally, I would be like... I'd be going and jabbing myself in the face and well, saying, like you need I to say, wake up, son. Like I say, he was warming up for a long time. He was coming on, so that would have demoralised him that he didn't come on, but he would understand the team game. Three two, then four oh, I two. I don't think. I don't. Along, I don't think. Like I didn't even see that. But I wouldn't pay Ken no no um, no mind at the moment. I wouldn't really be concerned. You know, Ken has got to bring the game to the party. You know, and I think what Callum done was show that this may be the Premier League and the best league in the world. But there's still a way that you can play that. Like I said, Medine against Chelsea there's still that physicality element because you don't see many physical you don't see many Mark uses 
that's what I was saying about, about but the, Patterson has no, as given with the element of surprise that's what I was yeah. saying about Alderville and Sanchez were a little bit taken aback mm. um, the it, Fulham defenders were it, and it may even happen to Van Dijk now listen Van Dijk is a colossus of a player he's big he's physical um, I think he's he a enjoys brilliant it. defender he enjoys and that it may be that Patterson doesn't get away with that but Van Dijk won't be used to that in the Premier League yeah, you know, so just like may, Wolves were when there, we went up there last year. There may still be a little bit of an element of surprise yeah. there, you know. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant debate, chaps. We'll have to move on to our yeah. next section. But uh, yeah, Don, what have you done to your hair, mate? Because I keep looking at you. You look about nineteen years younger. Nineteen, I look six. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not forty yet, are you? Not quite, mate. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a quick break and then we'll discuss more. Subscribe to The Boot Room on iTunes or listen on walesonline.co.uk. So before we get into our debate, uh, I phoned up a couple of Cardiff City fans before the podcast, Paul Grono and Beth Phillips, to see what they made of the Fulham win, the atmosphere and who stood out. Here's my chats with those two. So delighted to be joined on the line by diehard Bluebirds fan Paul Grono. Uh, thanks for joining me, Paul. Reflections on on that win then? Oh, crumbs. Uh, good to be here, Dom. Um, I don't know where to start, really. Uh, still buzzing. Still really, you know, so nice to get three points, to get off the mark, to get the monkey off the back. Um, even sweeter with regards to who we beat, because there's an awful lot of snobbery and some sort of weird loving um, on the media and social media for Fulham and the football that they apparently play so for Warnock's kind of supposedly old fashioned um, long ball thug you know thuggery to, to, to come out on top made uh, made the win even sweeter yeah so um, still absolutely delighted yeah and you say that the football that both teams supposedly play but for large parts of the game Cardiff were playing all the football weren't they as usual, yeah, it's a total caricature. This um, this construal of Neil Warnock's team is a team that can't pass, um, just hoof it down the pitch and hope for the best, kick lumps out of the opposition. The facts don't bear it up. Yeah, we don't keep the ball for long periods of time and our possession stats aren't always high, but that's just because Cardiff are much, much more efficient with what they do. They don't waste time passing it around the back. They get it forward as quickly as possible. It's highly entertaining. Um, Fulham played some nice football, don't get me wrong, and um, did knock it about. But um, the high press from Cardiff worked a dream. And the additions that Neil's brought in over the summer, people like Bobby Reid and um, Josh Murphy, mean that we've got some real pace um, going forward. So I don't subscribe at all to this um, this misrepresentation of this football that Cardiff are apparently playing. I haven't seen it for myself now for two years under Neil. Um, I know that it's nothing like what it's made up to be. And you mentioned Reed and Murphy, real bright spots, and Camarasa as well. How good has he been? I'm shocked. I'm actually shocked that we got him because for some reason Becky's let him go. Um, maybe he didn't fit their style of play. Maybe they found somebody stronger in his position. But what he did, he brings a calmness. And even when he's surrounded by players, he often, I don't know how many nutmegs he's done since he's come, but it's got to be four or five megs, easy. Yeah. I think he did a couple on the weekend. So he manages to find time. He, his distribution is excellent. Obviously, he can find the net, as we saw against Arsenal. Um, he's full of action, full of um, a 
aggression and he, he's brought something different because Harry Arter, bless him, works hard and we, he's a typical bluebird. We love him. He gives his heart and soul. He'll throw himself into every challenge. Uh, he, you know, he needs nothing on the pitch. But Camarasa brings that quality and to see Bobby get his first goal, um, to, again, to get that behind him now and see the confidence that he, um, hopefully he will now play with means that I think the future's bright. Cardiff haven't been that far away in all of the games they've played, bar Man City. Every single game they've been competitive. They've been um, in the game for long periods. I was there at Stamford Bridge and until the penalty, we were right in it. You know, Patterson nearly scored and Bobby just missed the post. So I think the future's bright for Cardiff, I really do. Yeah, and you say that and there's some crucial home games to come. Do you think this this win will have really it will really stay in the in the players' minds for those games against you know Leicester and Brighton around the corner? Definitely, they they know now that you know Neil can tell them and and Blackie and all the rest of them can tell them we can work out boys you've earned the right to be here you're good enough to be here but they know now that they are they've seen it they've done it for themselves they they've come close a number of times and just fallen at the last hurdle but now they can see it for themselves that actually they're not just the whipping boys they deserve to be there. Um, they can, you know, get results against good football insights, and these these home games. I mean, you wouldn't want to be Leicester coming to the Cardiff City Stadium needing results. The big sides have struggled, except for Man City, but they they demolish pretty much everybody they play. And so, anyone that comes to Cardiff knows that they're in for a game, and that doesn't just mean being kicked up in the air. That means that Cardiff are going to do all they can to make it as uncomfortable a day as possible. And the fans are going to be on their back from the word go. So, uh, for, for me, it's pivotal. The next home games are pivotal, but Liverpool are not going to fancy us on the weekend either. Well, they can go absolutely go up there with confidence, even, obviously, if, if they don't get a result. Cardiff you know, will certainly um, will certainly do all they can to make things difficult, and, and that's you know all you can ask in those games. Look, I just feel they nearly got a result. If they if they got somebody up front that could score, they could have pulled away with a draw there. So, um, for me, although it's a, it, it is a difficult ask, we've got nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing to lose. Um, it's a total bonus game. I'm sure we're going to go up to Anfield and give it our best. And as long as we don't get um, go behind too quickly and, and and get hit by a couple of sucker punches, I think if we can hang in there, we can make things very difficult for them and um, maybe come away with a point. Yeah, well, certainly good signs, Paul. Um, thanks very much for, for joining us. Thank you, John. Uh, and Beth Phillips joins me now as well. She's a, a, a big, big Cardiff fan, actually appeared on BT Sport over the weekend, didn't you, Beth? Yes, yeah, I did. Before the game, and um, really nervous uh, to do the BT Sport interview as well as the game, but turns out that four goals at home, there was nothing to be nervous about, and um, three points on the board. Well, exactly. And what did you make of the game? It was... Um, Cardiff obviously helped by Fulham's defence a little bit, but the, the way that they performed, some of the football they played is, is really positive, isn't it? Oh, it was fantastic. You know, I thought Josh Murphy performed very well indeed. He, he's made some of the teams of the week from some of the big pundits in the, in the Premier League, uh, and I think that was well-deserved. But in terms of a game of football as well, for the fans who, as always, were fantastic at the Cardiff City Stadium, it was incredibly lively. It was end-to-end... We really needed that false goal because just before that, Fulham had um, just had a, a head cleared off the line by Neil Estridge. And once that final goal went in, you know, Kadeem Harris took his chance. Uh, it was fantastic, really, really positive afternoon. 
it felt like all the the near misses from earlier in the season, you know, with the nil nils and and maybe having missed out on points here or there, it all cut, sort of all aligned and came together, didn't it this time? Uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I can't remember which goal it was now when it was a very unorthodox free kick. No one knew what they were doing. You know, they lay laying the ball off to each other, and somehow we managed to get a goal out of that, which. You know, we said um, at times that we take any goals, you know, if it's scrappy or, or whatever, but we got four goals and four different players as well. I think that's an important point. And um, onwards and upwards, obviously, it is going to be a very tough game uh, at Anfield this weekend, but at least, you know, we've, we've done the hard bit. We've got our first three points. We're, we're on, on, on a positive momentum and... Uh, you know, I think that's that's really positive. Yeah, and I was speaking to someone yesterday and and saying I don't think that Warnock can change the team now, even though it was a fairly attacking team that he fielded. He'll have to play that against Liverpool because there were so many star performers. I mean, who stood out for you? I think Cameron uh, was was fantastic, and Josh Murphy in particular. I think they offered us pace going up up the pitch, and any football fan, but particularly kind of City football fans, do enjoy that positive type of play getting up, up the pitch um, at pace I also think it was very good that Bobby Reid got his first goal I think he needed that yeah. as did all of the goal scorers really but um, I was pleased for Bobby Reid um, and yeah you're right it's, it's, it's going to be difficult to change change that team because I thought Patterson as well held the ball up very well he was in the perfect position I think that was another key aspect of the game is that positionally Neil Warnock had kind of, you know, sorted that out and it, it, it was a good team to play. He, he solved the striking dilemma in a way with Patterson, for the time being anyway. Absolutely, there was really good link-up play between between the players as well. So, um, you know, that that was a, a certain positive. We're, we're going to be up against, uh, you know, a much better defensive unit away from home on Saturday. So, you know... Perhaps that, that will be a bit more difficult, but at the same time, the boys want to kind of play for the badge. They want to they want to give it their all, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of away Cardiff City fans there as well to to watch and, and fingers crossed. Yeah, do you, do you give them any any hope? You mentioned Liverpool. Do you, do you give give Cardiff any chance there? I think from set pieces, even even though Liverpool have been very good defensively. I do fancy our chances from a set piece. You know, we've got some tall players, as are they, but it's just, again, it's it's about being clinical. We've seen against the likes of Arsenal, for example, at that 3-2 match, that it was two moments of quality from two individual players that won them the, the game. So we do need to make sure we're going away from home. We need to take our chances uh, and make sure that we convert those those chances because... I'm not sure we'll get as much as we did, as many chances, that is, uh, as we did against Fulham. No, absolutely. Uh, well, thanks, Bear. Thanks very much for joining us, and uh, fingers crossed for this weekend. Fingers crossed indeed. Thank you very much. You're listening to Blakey's Boot Room from Wales Online. So, interesting points. Made their chaps. I think one 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 that stands out for me is Harry Arter and how he's he seems to be 
getting a lot of love from the Cardiff fans for his style of play, for his passion, Blakey. Mm. We've seen him thundering into challenges. I think he's already one booking away from a suspension, having picked up four so far. Mm. But Cardiff fans seem to be responding to his blood and thunder approach almost. I think you've got to know Cardiff fans. It, you know, people say, oh, fans in general. But I think, I, I, I would say, you know, yeah, fans in general do, it, it doesn't matter what team you like. They do, everyday people, if you like, and they want that aggression. Do you understand know what I mean? So they like that sort of that in, your, in, your, in your play. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that... Um, they even did this out to someone like Cal- uh, to someone like I've got Patterson on the brain <laughs> to someone like Harry Arthur uh, because he is you know he is brilliant you know I, I, I think that that timing of the tackle even though yes he's got four yellow cards but oh, four yellow cards are probably one of three or four maybe five solid challenges he makes in a game which tends to drive the team forward and I thought what well, he was very good at on Saturday, and I thought what the team were very good at, what they hadn't done in the past, was when one person went, then others went and pressed with them. You know, in so recent games... So the pitch sometimes. Well, he's, the, he's, the, he's a midfielder, and he knows, right, Gunnarsson sitting, Murphy, you tucked inside, uh, or you're tucked in a good midfield position, Camarasa's in a good midfield position, right, I can go. Why? Because that means if I'm closest to the ball, I go, Patterson just waits for sees where the possibility of the ball's going to go next, and he goes and presses as well. And then, you know, you've got Gunnison going and pressing, and then Murphy goes and presses, and then Camerata. So it sets off the trigger often. So I, uh, I'm i not surprised that the Cardiff fans are loving him because they just love that raw aggression, if you like. They're loving another... It's, it's, always, been the, it's always been the same. Well, they're loving another type of midfielder, and you talked, Blakey, about midfield blend you need the right type of players in there mm. Camarasso we touched on him before uh, Paul talking about him nutmegging people and the way he brings the ball under his spell almost to have a player who can look after the ball that well mm. that has is, is almost developed Cardiff's style of play well I, I, I think if again I think if you go back a few weeks on this programme we were saying you know he needs to be in the midfield in a three and he is the most creative player we've got because he, he just doesn't give the ball away. And then there was the goal where he had, um, I can't remember who scored it, it might have been Murphy, uh, where he was down the right and he's just slipped Manga in. And he was running with the ball and he was sort of on his left foot, but he's just clipped it with his right. Against Burnley. Yeah, and he set Manga away. But he is, he's, he, I mean, he's a, a class act for me. Um, I watched him last season playing La Liga and he's a very good player. So, you know, it's typical Spanish, you know, rules and regs. You don't give the ball away, you keep possession, you're good with both feet, you're able to turn, you're able to move with the ball. But he's got a bit of everything. Well, my, my debate question, we'll go into this, uh, Paul, was uh, have we seen enough positives to believe that Cardiff will stay up? One of the positives, I think, is that as I mentioned there, the style of play and how that's developing. I mean, Cardiff have got this reputation as of a long ball team and all, all the rest of it, but against Fulham at times, they were playing the football. Yes. <laughs> well, why, I, why do we hesitate there, Paul? Uh, because 
the default setting is what we saw last season, which is, you know, there's a certain style of play. Um, but Camarasa wouldn't fit into that stuff. I think Camarasa and Arta have changed the dynamic, and I think it's down to Murphy, because Cardiff had wide players last season who wanted to play with the, with the ball at feet. Um, I think it's down to those two in particular who've changed the dynamic. And from what we saw with Gunnarsson at the weekend, it seems like he's lifted his game again now as a result of those. So I just think the blend is good there. Um, I think if Cardiff do have a positive, Dom, that is not being mentioned there, it's a simple one. They score goals. I know there's a thing, you know, Cardiff can't score early in the season. They have started scoring goals from Arsenal onwards. And... There are other teams down there, Huddersfield, Newcastle, Thampton, who are not scoring goals, I think I'm right in saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a big advantage to Cardiff. Mm. Um, Newcastle can't score. Cardiff, yeah, they got hammered by um, Man City, but they're not leaking the number of goals that Fulham are leaking, for mm. example. You know, So I think that there are positives there for Cardiff. I think that there are. Um, it's such a shame that, and I know we'll come on to the Liverpool game in a moment, it's such a shame that they're not able to follow up. They talk about momentum in sport being a massive thing. It's such a shame Cardiff can't follow up that win over Fulham with a more winnable fixture, home or away. It's such a shame they're going to Anfield. I, I, where, I think you go now in the mood that it, it's not a give me. It's not a giveaway. Yeah. No. It's not a give me for Cardiff are now in a different mindset. Yeah. Again, we said on the boot room, Cardiff had to play back the front. It's it's not going to be enough. You can't play no. and just sit. You have to one. You have to press. Yeah. Yeah. Two. You have to pl- you have to play some football. Yeah. Right. And the 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 pro- the problem for me was almost like there was a disbelief that they could. Yeah. But you look at how they performed against the likes of Arsenal, against Tottenham. Yeah. Against uh, Burnley Fulham. to a degree. Yeah. And the the goals they scored and how they scored. And now Fulham, yeah, right, and you can definitely see the pattern is yeah. evolving, yeah. And that's all I ever say is if you can see progression, yeah, right. Little things like okay, Morrison's not taking every long throw from from fullback position outside your eight yard box. I've seen people picking up, throw it quick, bam, 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 and away, away. Now these are all little things that you know if you get into a set pattern routine, these teams in the Premier League watch video after video, they will pull you apart yeah. and I just thought we're a bit wiser now because Murphy very good footballer Camarasa very good footballer Gunnison always underrated for me very good footballer Reed, very good footballer so there's there, there's four right off the back do you know All who right? else Blakey and who else I think is an unsung hero who is a very very good Premier League footballer Joe Bennett I think he he just looks at home to me. He looks completely but, at home in the but, Premier League environment. Before, and have that at fullback is a big mm, positive. Before Absolutely. Blakey answers that, um, I come back to it. I think that, that look, Cardiff are not going to play the split centre backs at goal kicks that we see from other teams, yeah. are, are they? Really? I, wouldn't, well, like, I wouldn't ask him Neil, to. Neil Warnock wants his players getting that Get ball forward, forward and win yeah. the second so, ball so, and play yeah. from there. But that, yeah. that, that mindset doesn't come from the wide players. We expect, we expect the front three to have flair. You know, Junior Hoyler had flair. Last season, for example, you know, you expect your your front players to have that. It has to come from the midfield. That's where the the tempo and the start, the mm. tempo of the game, the style of your play is dictated. And Archer and Camarasa, I feel, have 
change the car, the landscape for Cardiff. Well, Cameron I would. Russell's I, I, beautiful I wouldn't. Footballer. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say just those two. I, no, I but would they say set the, the tone, Blakey. Is yeah, what I'm I would saying. say the combination of um, Gunnison coming back. Yeah. Now. Yeah. That that gives a lot of people confidence. Yeah. Both the back two in Morrison and and, and Sol. Yeah. Right. Why do you always call him Sol instead of Bamba? Because we know him. <laughs> <laughs> Sol, you're a legend. Come back on the podcast sometime. So the back two, they look so much more com- comfortable. Having that link straight in front of them who's always there. Yeah, with Gunnison. Yeah. But for me, I th- I think we always talk about the centre of your pitch. Yeah. Yeah. So your centre. So yeah, your yeah. spine. And I think probably you look at someone like um, Patterson, Strong, robust, puts yeah. itself about, okay. So it was almost back to how Cardiff played, but also what you were allowed to do was then give a lot more freedom to the likes of Murphy. Murphy destroyed um, Chambers. Chambers in the first 20 minutes, right? Yeah. Was it beautiful to watch? You're, you're right, beautiful set the tone, right? Yeah. Destroyed him. But what Murphy can do, what Camaras can do, I think what it does is show how good someone like Gunnison can be. Because he's an international footballer and he's been in some huge games, right? And I always think, like, how people don't think he's 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 a, up there in, like, midfield. He, you know, play for Iceland and get as far as they've got. You can't do that, keep doing that on luck. He's, he is a quality player. And I think what happens is, it's like you'll take someone like a, a Camarasa, if you put him in Chelsea... He wouldn't. He he he'd look like a Chelsea player, but then there's other players we got. You put them in Chelsea, and they wouldn't look like a Chelsea player. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So some players can play up a different level. And I think what's happening at the moment is probably the players are saying to themselves, or might have even come from the management, we have to play more football, right? We have to start playing more football, and they've probably, in my opinion, I think they've been waiting for that thumbs up from senior management to say. You need it's to go out to, and start to play a bit of football. Do you know what? In all the years that I've covered football, I've never met a player who doesn't want to play football. Blakey. Absolutely. And do you know what, Blakey? I go back even when, when you were playing there. You know, mm. I'm talking about centre backs who you think are very. No, I knew a few who didn't want to play football. <laughs> Pezza, just get it away. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> Abraham, get it away. Some of them, they, they do. They just want to. You know, that is their preferred option. Pezza used to be on the game. Stop dribbling out of the back four. I hope, he, I hope he's not listening. He's going to say great offense, <laughs> Um, no, I don't think so. I think Jason Perry will regard that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> will. I just to finish this point, a point I wanted to make. I thought the turning point was the Arsenal game, and maybe it didn't seem like it at the time because Cardiff felt like they should have got something from the game. But the nature of the performance was so different from being at Huddersfield a week earlier, mm. and until the sending off, Cardiff were up against it, it to you know to keep Huddersfield at bay, who were no great shakes. And I thought it was going to be a long season if it was going to be like this. And the tone changed, the style of football changed with that Arsenal game. And yeah, the win's taken a while to come, hasn't it, Blake? I think that's the disappointment. Do you know the huge thing for me um, was Saturday. I mean, the fans have been good all season. But what you've got now is a galvanised set of fans who have almost, OK, if we go down, we go down. But we're going to go down singing, shouting, enjoying, enjoying, and having it with whoever we're playing against. And I think, 
a friend of mine said to me, and he's English, and said to me, he couldn't believe, he went to the game, he said, I couldn't believe how the fans kept singing. And even at, I think it was 1-0 um, when they scored the Worldie, right? Yeah, sure. They, yeah. yeah, they started singing to lift, to almost say to them, don't worry, we're still with you, keep going, because there's something in this game. The crowd were lifting the players, the not crowd, the other way around. It was absolutely, the crowd actually played a huge part in, right, giving you, because the crowd, when you give the ball away, can sometimes, and that, you know, depletes confidence. Because you think, oh, God. Cardiff fans have seen their team give the ball away enough to not but, get too yeah, they're, at the, they're at the point where they're galvanised. And I hear people say, oh, maybe Neil Warnock has done this, you know, me against the world sort of thing. That was the case anyway. Number one, <laughs> we're Welsh, <laughs> right? Two, we come with a, two, we come with a reputation. Three, Cardiff. Three, no one three, likes Cardiff. Very few people like Cardiff. Outside Cardiff. Four, no Neil Warnock's Neil not Warnock. really liked. <laughs> so we're in a position where... Everyone, yeah, Neil Warnock didn't have to try and do that. Just can that's I, the way it I is. Ask you a question about the fans, though, Blakey, because mm. you've, you've played at Stadia, top Stadia up and down the land, yeah? yeah. I get accused when I talk up the atmosphere at, C- at Cardiff City Stadium and, and what the Cardiff fans do away as well. Um, I get people saying, oh, you know, you're always saying it, it doesn't have credibility, they're not that loud at all, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Those Cardiff fans on, on Saturday were, were outstanding, but they have been all season. And Crystal Palace were always held up as the template, as the most vociferous, passionate, best, allegedly best, whatever that means, supporters in the Premier League. Obviously, you've got the Anfield factor at Liverpool, yeah? I can't imagine too many being louder, more vociferous... They are more consistent than the Cardiff fans. Yeah. In the, uh, even in the Premier League, I ain't think? trying. I ain't trying to, freak, you know, suck up the Cardiff fans or anything like that. That's just not in my nature. But I always say, Paul, you know, Scunthorpe, when we were kids, when we won the league, yeah. taking five and a half thousand there. I went through Premier League Championship. I never seen a team I played for take an away support whether you were going for the title whether you were fighting relegation i never seen that sort of away support again that was a one off right so that was huge and my other point was when I was at Blackburn and Cardiff fans their game was cancelled and a few hundred of them came oh we'll go and watch Blakey at West Brom he's playing for Blackburn today right and I come out and there were maybe two or three hundred maybe more Cardiff fans who had travelled up for the game somewhere I think they were playing Birmingham or Villa or something the game was cancelled so they thought let's go and watch Blakey and let's go and support him and I've never heard of that since to this day I've never heard of that before I haven't heard of it so when I say I know I got a special feeling for Cardiff fans and it doesn't it's not born out of play just playing for the club or anything like that there's a special relationship which I've always had with the fans. You know, they would tell me when I needed my butt kicking, yeah. get going. You know, not because, uh, for any other reason than we know what you can do. So you better get get on and do it. That was sort of the feeling. Yeah. And it was like being told off by your dad. Yeah. You know, Cardiff fans, and then Eddie May would jump on you. Same thing. Yeah. So, mate, I I completely agree. I I I would say there is something different then. 
in a very good way about Cardiff uh, fans that other, I've experienced. You know, the, 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 they were 5 0 down against Man City and they're singing Ale, Ale, Ale as loud as, yeah. you know, as nuts, any man. stage it's been sung. That's season, why I love them. You know? Because, you know, we, when, when growing up, you know, I would say most footballers come from council estates. And I was Ely boy, Ringland boy. And I would say, only estates that they are nuts. <laughs> most people are just a little like off kilter. Don't get me wrong, they're straight, they work hard, they're this and that. They're, but they just, they, they'll do things that other people wouldn't do then. And I, I, just, I just think that's why I love them because they are just slightly off kilter, which I love. Oh. I'm happy to be part of that. Right? <laughs> I've lived in Cardiff seven years now and I really love the place. So it must be because I'm nuts as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you people. caught the bug, mate. There we go. Uh, brilliant stuff, chaps. Let's take another short break and then we'll look ahead to the trip to Anfield. Got a question for Blakey? Tweet us at Cardiff City Live. So before we look ahead to the Liverpool game, Blakey, your predictions from last week, and I'm sorry to report uh, a below-par performance, just the four correct results, no correct scores. Uh, you correctly predicted that Man City would beat Burnley, that Brighton would win at Newcastle, which is a good call. Liverpool would beat Huddersfield, and Arsenal would beat Leicester, but otherwise... I think the Brighton... Uh, oh, no, sorry, you said that Cardiff would win, so that's an extra point, so it's five Five, points, oh, not, ah, you, you said well, that's be, always been my... That's, you said it that's, that's been my worst. That's basically half the result. That's right? been my worst... Five has been... I was going to say four has been my worst so far. Half the results. So if it's five, then no, it's not. You've done, you've done all right, I guess. So yeah. I've been a little bit harsh then. 50%. Um, so I'm just going to call out the uh, the games from, from next week and give me a score and a quick prediction. So Brighton versus Wolves. Uh, Brighton versus Wolves. I'm going to go for uh, a home win. Um, 1-0 Brighton. Southampton, Newcastle? Southampton, Newcastle. Nil, nil. <laughs> I'm going to go with a 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> Juggling for goals, though. Yeah, both of them. We'll come back to Liverpool. Cardiff, Fulham against Bournemouth. Fulham, Bournemouth. Uh, Fulham really need to get out, but I'm going to go with a 3-1 win, Bournemouth. Interesting stuff. Watford, Huddersfield? Watford, Huddersfield, 2-0 uh, win. Uh, Watford, sorry. Leicester West Ham. You're writing these down. You're writing these down. Yeah, yeah. Leicester West Ham, tough one to call. Leicester West Ham, I'm going to go. How did Leicester look last? I'm going to go Leicester West Ham. I'm going to go West Ham. No, I'm going to go 2 2 draw. I'm going to go 2 2 draw. Burnley Chelsea. Burnley Chelsea, I'm going to go with a. 3 0 win, Chelsea away win. Wow. Palace Arsenal? Palace Arsenal. Oh, Arsenal you keep getting fire. Palace wrong. You keep thinking Palace going to do better. Uh, than I know. I'm going to go Arsenal. I'm yeah. going to. Hey, hello. It'll be typical. 10 games in a row this one next year. But I'm going to go Arsenal away win. Let's go. Uh, at Palace, Zahan, a bit naughty. I'm going to go 2 1, tight one. Man United, Everton. Everton, good result, my new. Freaking hell, what's going on with Man United? Uh, Man United, Everton. United always beat Everton at, at Old Trafford, so I'm going to go 2 1 win. 
And Spurs Man City is the Monday night game, which should be interesting. I'm gonna go three one C. Interesting stuff. And before we get on to um, Cardiff Liverpool, just read out a tweet that we've got for for a question. Um, says there's still been concern over our frantic con- our frantic defending when teams counter at- attack us with Premier League pace, quality, or know how. Burnley exploited it. Fulham threatened to, and Liverpool could be devastating. How can Cardiff counter the counter? Well, I think what you do, I've we. If you remember, Dom, your memory's not very good. We've covered this subject a long time ago, quite a few number of weeks ago. It was certain things that we said Cardiff should be doing. And that's when they're actually on the attack or there's a set piece for Cardiff, they need to be able to resist that counter-attack that teams were having the better of them. I think the fact that Gunnison's now in, and what I would say is the counter-attack... Manga and Bam, uh, Sol and Morrison looked better, but still got caught out once or twice. Yeah, Morrison kind of wrong side and stuff like that. I think those two, with Gunnison in front, that triangle now, I think will allow Cardiff to be a bit more solidified in facing the counter attack. Even though Liverpool and obviously re- have the pace and re dropping in, Liverpool's a different animal. You're yeah. talking to a different beast. You're not talking to Newcastle or Southampton or uh, Watford got pacey players, but not as. But Liverpool, Man City, these these teams are, are different animals. You know, I, I you know I think if you look at Spurs, they couldn't exploit. They did once or twice, but they couldn't exploit Cardiff massively on the counter counter attack because they didn't have that. They don't have that blistering sort of pace through midfield, through attacks, whereas I think not so much in midfield, but out wide um, and the way Liverpool play the counter-attack, it's going to be difficult. But I think Gunnison coming back, I'll be working on my two centre-halves and him, making sure my two full-backs are tucked in. And like I said earlier, the importance of someone like Reid dropping in then allows, you know, you'll have Camaras on the right, you'll have Murphy on the left and you'll have Gunnison and... Um, centre midfielder Arta Arta uh, you knew I was talking about you smiling thinking <laughs> I was sti- you stitching me up there uh, you'll have Gunnison and Arta then are allowed to play definitely goal side so I think that will help yeah. so we'll come back for your match prediction and we'll go to you Paul first thoughts and prediction for, for Anfield sure are the Cardiff fans some Cardiff fans believe that that this can be done, that they can get a result, but yeah, anything think? can be done, Dom. Anything's possible. I, I do personally think, don't think it can be done. To be honest, I think it, it, the odds are very much against Cardiff. I think they may limit Liverpool in the similar way they did Tottenham, and maybe even grab a goal. So I'd probably say two-one Liverpool if I had to be pushed. But I, I think getting a win or a draw is a big, big ask. Mm. So there you go. I've set the I've set the tone. Okay. I I was. I was under the impression Liverpool had a really tough Champions League game the week after Cardiff, but they don't. I've just discovered they've got Red Star Belgrade on Wednesday night, which is a breeze for them, supposedly, he says. By the time this goes out, they might have lost. The perils uh, of the podcast, that. Then it's it's City, and then they don't play for another week till till they play Arsenal. So, that being the case, he's going to have his big guns out against Cardiff, Salah, Mane. 
Firmino, they're all going to be there, aren't they? Shakiri and Sturridge come on from the bench. I think Van Dijk is there now with Verano Ramos as the best defender in the world. Um, in the world? Yeah, I would rate Van Dijk that highly, Blakey. Oh, wow. Um, okay. I would so, disagree. That's probably a debate so, for another yeah, day. That's an opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a game yeah. of opinions. Um, so... 3-0 Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Paul, can you say that a bit louder? 3-0 Liverpool from Paul, in case anyone didn't hear that. I think that's fair enough, given the, given the game. But, Blakey? I'll take performance on this one. Yeah. I always believe anything's possible. And the way Cardiff were playing early season, I would have said, if they come out of their three goals, you know, a three-goal defeat, then they've done well. The way they're playing right now, and this is not me getting carried away, I just think they're they're going to be more difficult to beat yep. than what they were. And they're probably, or hopefully, worked on how they overcome Fulham. What they've done, what they've done good, what they've done bad. So improve what you've done good, make better what you've done bad. We've had a week to do it. Liverpool got a game, as Paul says. I'm 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 gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a two-one defeat. Just same as me. That's what I said. Did you? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go one all draw then. Oh, there we go. Way, <laughs> I love it. Do you know what, Blakey? No prediction you've made this season do I want to be more right than that one. Mm. That would be a magnificent result. So if ever a draw would be celebrated as a magnificent result, I I just think I just think this can be a very very key moment, a very very key moment. I think the 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 confidence you would draw off not losing up at Liverpool then on the back of a defeat, like uh, on the back of a win against Fulham. You know, a huge. But again, if they huge. performance is huge, if they go up and lose two 0 but they perform very well, if they lose three 0 but perform very well, because you know sometimes you can have three chances, score three goals, you're not been in the game. So depending, I think performance is huge. You know, and if they come out with anything, confidence is going to jump tenfold. So. Absolutely. Well, well, let's hope so. And uh, thanks, but thanks to our fan contributors today, as well as to uh, Nathan and Paul. And, of course, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen on Acast or Spotify, as well as on Wales Online. Uh, And, of course, we'll be back very, very soon. Podcast is brought to you in association with Giovanni's. Get in touch on social media if you've got a question for Blakey. But for now, it's goodbye from the three of us. Au revoir.